إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد so now we're on the chapter Bab Maja'a fi Tanjim, the chapter regarding astrology, the chapter regarding astrology, that which relates to the stars and star signs, and how they used to believe that the stars have an impact upon the worldly ongoings. <coughs> so in this opening, or the opening of this particular chapter, Sheikh Al-Fawzan, he says, that the astrology that we are talking about here, what this particular chapter in Kitab al-Tawheed is referring to is, اعتقاد أن للنجوم تأثيرا في الحوادث وما يجري في هذا الكون. To have a belief that the stars have an impact on what goes on in this creation. To believe that the stars have an impact have a connection to what goes on in this creation. وَهَذَا اعْتِقَادٌ قَدِيمٌ كَانَ فِي قَوْمِ The Shaykh says, this is an old belief, which used to exist at the time of Numrud. Who was Numrud? At the time of Ibrahim salam. From the time of Ibrahim salam, Numrud, his people, even in those times, they used to have these beliefs in astrology and how the stars can impact upon the events on this earth. And at that time, at the time of Ibrahim salam, they even used to build structures and shrines of certain types for the stars and for their astrology, <coughs> believing that they have some sort of impact on how things occur and what goes on in the creation. So the first narration that is in this chapter is the hadith that is in Al-Bukhari, the hadith where Qatada says, خَلَقَ اللَّهُ هَذِهِ النُّجُومَ لِثَلَافِ Allah created these stars for three things, for three purposes. زِينَةً لِلسَّمَاءِ Beautification for the sky. وَرُجُومًا لِلشَّيَاطِينَ and as stones or pellets to hit the shayateen, وَعَلَامَاتْ يُهْتَدَى بِهَا And signposts, directions people can take via the stars. فَمَنْ تَأَوَّلَ غَيْرَ ذَلِكَ أَخْطَأَ وَأَضَاعَ نَصِيبَهُ وَتَكَلَّفَ مَا لَا عِلْمَ لَهُ بِهِ so whomsoever interprets other than that, then he has lost his portion. He has burdened himself with more than what he has knowledge of. He has gone beyond the bounds, burdened himself with more than what he has knowledge of. If people try to interpret anything additional or more than what is mentioned here, that the stars are for the beautification of the sky, they are to hit the shayateen, 
as we've already mentioned, when they tried to climb on their backs to steal the information from the heavens, and they are signposts to be guided by. Outside of that, anybody who tries to interpret more, then he has burdened himself with more than what Allah has commanded us with. So this particular narration then, the narration of Qatada ibn Di'ama al-Sadusi, one of the great scholars of tafsir from the times of the Salaf, he says that the stars were created for three wisdoms. The first of those is zinatan lis-sama, beautification for the skies. Allah mentioned in the Quran, وَلَقَدْ زَيَّنَّا السَّمَاءِ أو وَلَقَدْ زَيَّنَّا السَّمَاءَ الدُّنْيَا بِمَصَابِحِ That we have beautified the heaven of the earth with these lights. The stars, the shining stars in the night sky that is mentioned in the Qur'an that they are there as a beautification. لِأَنَّهَا سُرُجْ تَتَلَأْلَأْ because they are like lanterns in the sky that sparkle, they shine, they twinkle. And so, it is mentioned in the Qur'an regarding the stars being a beautification for the skies. Similarly, in another ayah, إِنَّا زَيَّنَّا السَّمَاءَ الدُّنْيَا بِزِينَةٍ الْكَوَاكِبِ That indeed, we have beautified the heaven of the earth, the skies, with the beautification of these stars. So that is something mentioned in the Qur'an regarding the stars being a beautification of the skies. The second wisdom that is mentioned, رُجُومًا لِلشَّيَاطِينَ And this is what we already mentioned in the previous uh, lessons, that the shayateen, the jinn, the shayateen of the jinn, from amongst the jinn, they climb on top of each other's backs until they reach the lowest heaven. And then they try to eavesdrop whatever information they are able to eavesdrop. And so sometimes they manage to pass it on and it comes down to the sorcerers or the magicians or the fortune tellers. And sometimes they are not able to pass it down. They are hit by the shooting stars prior to that. So they have been made as these shooting stars to hit the shayateen the shayateen from the jinn who attempt to steal and eavesdrop information from the angels in the heavens. So the shaykh mentions, these shooting stars, they may sometimes hit these shayateen and burn them and destroy them. Burn them and destroy them, these shayateen who are climbing on top of each other's backs. خُصُوصًا عِنْدَ بِعْثَةِ مُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ فَإِنَّهَا حُرِسَتِ السَّمَاءِ بِشُهَبٍ Especially at the time when the Prophet ﷺ was sent, at the time of the revelation, then the skies were guarded with these shooting stars uh, to hit those shayateen who attempt to steal that information. استغربوا هذه الحراسة وهذه الشهب وكان ذلك مؤذنا ببعثة محمد وسلم ولكن بقي من هذا شيء لكنه قليل. Nowadays the sheikh says it still remains, it still remains that the shooting stars they occur to hit the shayateen, but it is less and rare 
as opposed to the time of the Prophet ﷺ when the revelation was coming and the shayateen were making greater attempts to eavesdrop that information. <coughs> the third point, the third wisdom, عَلَمَاتٌ يُهْتَدَى بِهَا There are signs in the sky that give directions. That a person can find his directions and his bearings via the stars in the sky. And Allah mentioned again this point in the ayat, وَعَلَامَاتٍ وَبِالنَّجْمِ هُمْ يَهْتَدُونَ That these stars, they guide themselves via them. بِالنَّجْمِ وَبِالنَّجْمِ هُمْ يَهْتَدُونَ And via these stars, they guide themselves. فَاللَّهُ جَعَلَ لِلْمُسَافِرِينَ عَلَامَاتٍ يَسْتَدِلُّونَ بِهَا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَعَلَامَاتٍ فِي السَّمَاءِ so Allah has made signposts for us on the earth. There are signposts on the earth which we can use to gain directions from. And similarly, Allah made these stars as signposts in the skies. That you know where a particular star is, the north star, the south star, etc. So you know which direction is where when you see those stars. So Allah made them as a means of guidance to find the way وَالْعَلَامَاتَ الَّتِي فِي الْأَرْضِ السُّبُلْ وَالْفِجَاجْ وَالطُرُقِ الَّتِي جَعَلَهَ اللَّهُ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَالْجِبَالِ وَالْعَلَامِ الْوَاضِحَةِ As for the signposts of the earth, then they are the physical signposts, certain uh, types of hills, certain valleys, certain uh, boulders or rocks, physical things on the earth, when you see them, you know where you are, and you know which direction you're heading in. You see a particular mountain, you know what that mountain is and which direction you're going. You see a particular valley in the distance, you know which direction that's in. So these are physical signposts on the earth. When you see these physical things, then you know where you're going. And as for the heavens, then it is the stars. The stars, the sun, the moon, the people can find their direction via them, especially the Shaykh says, sailors. وَلَا سِيِّمَا فِي الْبِحَارِ الَّتِي لَيْسَ فِيهَا جِبَالُ وَلَيْسَ فِيهَا عَلَمَاتٍ Especially the sailors out in the oceans where there are no physical signposts otherwise. There are no mountains, there is nothing else, it is just the ocean. So the only signpost they have is to look up to the skies and the uh, stars, the sun, the moon, etc. And that will direct them towards where they need to head towards. Uh, also, somebody who was traveling at night, for example, they may look towards the stars in order to find their direction and to... Uh, determine which way is which direction. So these are the wisdoms. This is the wisdom of Allah in the creation of these stars. The wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the creation of these stars. As for somebody who wants to go over and above and beyond that, they want to try to delve into the knowledge of the stars to a greater degree than that. أَمَّا مَنْ أَرَادَ أَنْ يَزِيدَ عَلَى هَذِهِ الْأُمُورِ الثَّلَاثَةِ الَّتِي ذَكَرَهَا اللَّهُ فِي كِتَابِهِ فَكَمَا قَالَ قَتَادَهِ فَمَنْ تَأَوَّلَ غَيْرَ ذَلِكَ أَخْطَأَهِ Whoever tries to delve into this affair of the stars' astrology to a greater degree than that, then he has erred. He has made an error to try to go into the knowledge of astrology and the stars beyond what is mentioned here from the wisdoms of the stars. 
Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not create the stars for this purpose, for the purpose of delving into that and researching into it and astrology and looking into how the stars affect the events on the earth and all of this falsehood. That is not the purpose. لأنه أراد أن يحملها شيئا لم تخلق من أجله كأن يعتقد فيها أنها تدل على حوادث في الأرض because people will then attempt as they attempt to try to determine things via astrology which does not in reality exist they want to try to make connections between the stars and the movement of the stars to what happens on the earth they want to make connections between the occurrences of the earth and the movement of the stars. <coughs> and that type of thing is an old, old belief that has run through the people. The beliefs that the stars can impact on things and how they move, etc. So this is not permissible to engage in that type of thing. Uh, or sometimes the people, they used to have the belief and some perhaps still do, that the weather, the winds and the rain and all of these types of affairs are affected and impacted and connected to the stars. That it is the impact of the stars that causes these changes in the climate. Or for example, some of them may even believe that the death of someone or the birth of someone may be with regards to these stars. And that is very closely linked to the star signs that people now read. They mention those star signs in accordance to your birth. If you were born in a particular time period, then you are a particular star sign, they say, and this is what's going to happen to you. So they connect these stars, these star signs, etc., to births of people, to deaths of people, and they believe that they will have an impact upon your uh, decree and what will occur to you and how things will unfold. So this is essentially claiming knowledge of the unseen. It is essentially claiming knowledge of the unseen. والنجوم لا تدل على هذا لأنها لم تخلق لهذا. And all of this stuff, all of these beliefs that they have, the stars do not have an impact on these things. Because they were not created for any of these types of things. They have not been mentioned in the Quran or the Sunnah that the stars were created for these types of affairs that these people now... Uh, have these theories about that is not correct إِنَّمَا هَذَا يَرْجِعُ إِلَىٰ عَلَّامِ الْغِيُوبِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَىٰ This is an affair that returns back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the one who has knowledge of the unseen but for people to not go into this astrology and make these theories and say that the stars do this or they do that then it is not suitable and it is not the way فَقَوْلُهُ تَأَوَّلَ فِيهَا يعني اعتقد فيها غير ذلك من هذه الأمور الثلاثة التي دل عليها كتاب الله فقد أخطأ So whomsoever, whomsoever believes uh, that there are more affairs to be studied and to estimate and to theorize about with regards to the stars beyond these three that I mentioned, then the person has made error with regards to that belief of his. وَأَضَاعَ نَصِيبَهُ And he has lost his portion, meaning his religion. He loses his religion from, or the portion from his religion. He loses that as a consequence of falling into this impermissible activity. وَتَكَلَّفَ مَا لَا عِلْمَ لَهُ بِهِ And he has burdened himself to try and do something which he has no knowledge about. Allah has not given us knowledge regarding the stars and astrology in these affairs. So that is... Beyond 
what we have been told to do or what we have been burdened with. So those who engage in that have gone beyond what we have been commanded to do. These theories that they have and all of these other estimates that they make and all of these uh, uh, people with the physics and everything, the various things that they try to work out from the stars and the various things in the universe, then that is not something we've been commanded to do. وَقَوْلُهُ وَكَرِهَ قَتَادَ تَعَلُّمْ مَنَازِلِ الْقَمْرِ وَلَمْ يُرَخِّسْ بْنُ عِيَيْنَ فِيهِ يعني سفيان بن عيينة. Also it mentions that Qatada Qatada made it impermissible to learn about the the movements of the moon, how the moon is uh, uh, the the various movements of the moon in the month. Uh, and the Sheikh will explain that further. Uh, he says Manazir al Qamar, these movements of the moon. That Qatada used to say it is impermissible to learn about them. And Ibn Uyayna similarly did not allow that. They are Al-Manazil Al-Lati Yanziluha Fi Shahr. Wahiya Thamaniyata Wa'ishruna Manzila. Arba'ashara Manzila Yamaniya wa Arba'ashara Manzila Shamiya. Yanzilu Fi Kulli Layla Manzila. These are 28 positions that the moon is in during the month. 28 positions that the moon is in during the month. These positions, they occur as the moon, it passes through the days of the month. And it changes. The moon, it changes. Its position, it changes during the uh, passing of the month. وَعَلَامَةُ هَذِهِ الْمَنْزِلَ نَجْمٌ مِنَ النُّجُومُ الْمَعْرُوفَ يَقْضَعُهَا الْقَمْرِ فِي شَهْرِ how would you know that the moon has passed by a certain place in the sky due to the positioning of the stars? If the moon went by a particular star, you would know that it's at a particular place now. Then it goes by another particular star now, you know it's at a particular location. So they used to have these, or these are the, the movements of the moon. And these are what Qatada mentioned it is impermissible to engage in studying those affairs of the moon and the movements of the moon during the month and how the moon changes during the month. However, with regards to this issue, there are two famous opinions. The first of them is like Qatada and Ibn Uyayna from the Salaf they mentioned, it is not permissible to learn about those affairs. It is not permissible to engage in that type of knowledge of the moon and the movements of the moon and how it changes during the month. It is not permissible to engage in those types of affairs and to learn it. Why? لِأَنَّهُ وَسِيلَهُ Because this is a means to leading on to something which is impermissible. People will then end up into those types of astrology which are impermissible if you start opening this door and learning about these things. And you will end up into affairs which are impermissible. So this is to block that door in the first place. To stop that from occurring in the first place, from opening up that door in the first place, that you do not allow the people to learn about these movements of the moon and how it changes during the month and where it moves and its position in the sky, etc. Because learning all of that is essentially outside of the three things that were mentioned in the hadith. Learning about the positioning of the moon and the changing of the moon is not one of the things that was mentioned in the hadith. So this would be an addition on top of those three things. 
So the first opinion is you do not get involved in that at all. The second opinion regarding that is أَنَّهُ لَا بَأْسَ بِتَعَلُّمِ مَنَازِلِ الْقَمَرِ وَهَذَا مَا يُسَمَّ بِعِلْمِ التَّسْيِيرِ بِعِلْمِ التَّسْيِيرِ the second opinion is that there is no problem in learning those basics of the changes of the moon and the movement of the moon during the month. And this is the opinion of Al-Imam Ahmed or the madhab of Al-Imam Ahmed, uh, insha'Allah, uh, Ishaq ibn Rahoya, and uh, many of the scholars. They hold the opinion that to know about those basic changes in the moon and how it uh, changes and transfers during the month from one position to another, from one state to another, Having knowledge of those basic affairs, it is not an issue. And this is, as Shaykh Al-Fawzan says, inshallah, the correct opinion, that that basic knowledge of the moon <coughs> and its movements and its changes during the month isn't something impermissible. Because this is not due to a belief that the moon will impact on anything. But rather, this is so that the people may become aware of timings and they may become aware of when to perform certain actions, like it's mentioned about the farmers. They know from the time of the year, when is the best time to put their crops into the ground, and when is the good time for the harvest to be taken. So this type of knowledge is simply giving you some basic information about how or when to perform those types of activities. As for the impermissible type, that is when you start believing that this has an impact upon worldly things. The change of the moon to a particular position will impact upon what happens on this earth. That is the haram and the impermissible. وَعِلْمُ التَّأْثِيرِ يَنْقَسِمُ إِلَى ثَلَاثَةِ أَقْسَامِ كُلُّهَا مُحَرَّمًا As for that type of belief, when you believe that the stars do have an impact upon what happens on this earth, that splits up into three types of things. All of them are impermissible. The first one is to believe that the stars themselves create events. That the stars themselves create events. And this is what some of the people of the past from the time of Ibrahim salam and others used to believe. That the stars themselves have some ability to create that they bring about these events and these incidents and these goings on that occur upon this earth. وَهَذَا اعْتِقَادُ الصَّابِئَةِ وَهُوَ جُحُودٌ لِلْخَالِقِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى وَاعْتِقَادَ أَنَّ هَذِي الْكَوَاكِبِ هِيَ الَّتِي تُحْدِثُ هَذِي الْحَوَادِثِ So this is essentially rejecting the rububiyah of Allah or the fact that Allah is the creator and believing that these stars have some impact in bringing about those creations and what occurs. وَأَنَّهَا هِيَ الَّتِي بِتَشَكُّلَاتِهَا وَأَحْوَالِهَا يَنْتُجُ عَنْهَا مَا يَحْدِثُ فِي هَذَا الْكَوْنِ مِنْ خَيْرٍ أَوْ شَرٍ And they used to believe that the stars, the way that they change, etc. It's because of that, the goodness on this earth occurs and the bad things on this earth occur. That's what they used to believe. That maybe somebody becomes ill or somebody is in good health, depending on how the stars are, depending on what the stars have created. وَمِنْ خُصْبِ وَجَدْبٍ وَغَيْرِ ذَلِكَ فَهَذَا هُوَ اَعْتِقَادُ صَابِئَةِ وَهَذَا كُفْرٌ صَرِيحٌ بِإِجْمَعِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ This type of belief is kufr. By consensus of the Muslims, to believe that the stars create what goes on in this earth, that is clearly kufr, that is by consensus of the Muslims. الْقِسْمُ الثَّانِي The second type, أَنْ لَا يَعْتَقِدَ أَنَّهَا هِيَ الَّتِي تُحْدِثُ هَذِي الْحَوَادِثِ 
لكن يعتقد أنها سبب للتأثير وأما الذي يحدث هذا الشيء فهو الله سبحانه وتعالى The second is that some people believe the stars themselves do not create the affairs Allah is the one who creates but the stars have an impact they are involved they have some sort of impact upon how these things are then created so the stars are involved with a, an impact in all of this even though they say the stars themselves do not create that is Allah but that the stars are something which are involved uh, and it is through those stars and the impact of the stars that these things occur even though the creator of these events is Allah so they believe that the stars are a causal factor that the stars have some cause and effect in all of this this is also falsehood and it is not permissible and it is shirk but it is minor shirk this type of belief would be considered as minor shirk as for the belief that the stars they create themselves that is major shirk here they say that it is Allah who creates but the stars have an involvement in that or it is a cause for that so this is minor shirk because they still believe it is Allah who creates but they believe the stars are a means to that and that is still minor shirk but the others in the first opinion believe the stars themselves do these things that is major shirk Al-Qismu Thalith the third type of people were those who Al-Istidlal biha ala al-hawadith al-mustaqbalah those who used to use the stars to uh, estimate or to guess or to uh, work out future events. They used to use the stars to work out future events. They used to essentially claim knowledge of the unseen. وَهَذَا مِنِ الدِّعَاءِ عِلْمِ الْغَيْبِ وَمِنَ الْكَهَانَ وَمِنَ السِّحَرِ وَهُوَ كُفْرٌ بِإِجْمَاعِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ This type of people who used to use the stars and they still do now, to give you knowledge of the unseen as they claim, knowledge of what is to occur in the future, then that is again kufr by consensus of the Muslims, to have a claim that you have knowledge of the unseen, to claim that you have knowledge of the unseen, then that is kufr. So these are three types of things that the people they believed, and maybe some still believe, regarding the stars. All of them are impermissible, some of them are major shirk, one of them is minor shirk. It is all types of shirk and it is all impermissible. So what is permissible then? What is permissible if these types of things are all impermissible? أَمَّا عِلْمُ الْحِسَابِ الْمُسْتَفَادِ As for the knowledge of the stars or the moon, star, sun, which is beneficial from knowing, then that is the type of movement which... For example, tells you the prayer times. Looking at the sun, for example, and the movement of the sun and where it is, tells you what times the prayers are. So that type of knowledge regarding the sun is suitable and beneficial, of course. And also, as some of the farmers, when they look towards the way that the, the moon is or the sun is, they can work out the suitable time uh, of agriculture and harvest. So that is something which is known to them as well. وَغَرْسُ uh, الْأَشْجَارِ And when is the most suitable time to plant the trees? This is all from experience that they know. So that type of movement of the sun or the changes of the moon throughout the month, 
basic information or knowledge that they have through experience that this is a good time to do agriculture, this is a bad time to do agriculture, harvesting, etc., then that is permissible. This is the basic knowledge. This is not thinking that the stars are actually going to have an impact. It is not believing that the stars or the moon are at a particular stage. Now this stage is good to harvest because the stars mean the harvest will be good. That will be the false belief. This is simply for them to highlight and to understand that this is a time of the year where harvest is suitable for the crops through experience. So they harvest at that time. Or they, uh, they, they sow their seeds at that time. Through knowledge they have and experience they have that at this particular time it's a good time. The harvest comes out good when you grow it at this time. So that is not believing the stars have an impact. It is simply to recognize when. Just like similarly when they look at the stars to see which direction to go. They don't believe the stars have an impact on where the ship's going to go. The stars are going to make it move in a particular direction. They simply look at the directions of the stars to work out where to go themselves. So these types of things are permissible. فَهَذَا لَيْسَ مِنَ الْإِسْتِدْلَالِ بِالنُّجُومِ عَلَى الْمُحَرَّمِ So this is not trying to gain some knowledge which is haram from the stars. وَهَذِهِ الْمُفَكِّرَاتِ الَّتِي تَعَلَّقْ عَلَى الْجُدْرَانِ وَيَتَدَاوَلُهَا النَّاسِ لِمَعْرِفَةِ مَوَاقِيتَ الصَّلَوَاتِ هِيَا مِنْ هَذَا النَّوْعِ وَمِنَ الْعِلْمِ الْمُرَخَّصِ فِي وَالَّذِي رَخَّصَ فِيهِ الْإِمَامَ أَحْمَدُ وَإِسْحَاقُ وَغَيْرِهِمَا سواء كان من الحساب الشمس أو القمر كله من هذا النوع لا بأس به لأنه فيه مصالح للناس وليس فيه اعتقاد سيء. So the Sheikh says an example of that would be like similar to these timetables now that you have for the prayers. On the timetable they tell you sun sunrise is approximately whatever 5:36 a.m. On the timetable written down the Dhuhr time they have it roughly it's going to be at this time the timetable. Asar at this time, Maghrib sunset is at this time. Those times are mentioned. How have they got those times? Through this knowledge of the sun and how it sets and how it rises, they know that they can roughly work that out as a rough estimate, as a rough estimate through looking at the sun and how it rises, how it sets. Now everybody today knows what time the sun sets. You can roughly estimate what time it's going to be tomorrow. You know it's going to be a couple of minutes later. That's a rough estimate you can work out. That's not anything haram or impermissible. So the shaykh says those types of rough estimations and things that they have, these are not haram or impermissible. You can't say that is something which falls into this chapter of believing the sun or the moon has impact on things. This is just knowledge that they have regarding how the sun moves, etc. Even though, of course, you know the fatawa regarding the timetables, the prayers are to be established upon the movement of the sun, not the estimations. Those are estimations. But the shaykh is simply saying these types of estimations wouldn't fall into the haram category. They are simply knowledge of how the sun moves and how the moon moves, etc. to give you rough timings. Then, وعن أبي موسى قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ثلاثة لا يدخلون الجنة Three types of people will not enter paradise. Three types of people will not enter paradise. مدمن خمر Somebody who is addicted to alcohol, continuously drinks alcohol. قَاطِعُ الرَّحِمْ Somebody who breaks the ties with his family and his relations. وَمُصَدِّقٌ بِالسِّحَرْ And somebody who believes in magic. So the first one that is mentioned from the people who will not enter paradise in this hadith is the مُدْمِن بالخمر or مدمن خمر. This is the person who continuously, constantly, regularly always drinks alcohol, persistently drinks alcohol. Drinking alcohol is a major sin. كَبِيرَ مِنْ كَبَائِرِ الدُّنُوبِ وَمَنِ اسْتَحَلَّهُ فَقَدْ كَفَرَ And whomsoever believes it to be halal, actually considers it and believes it and gives the ruling of it being halal is kufr. 
ومن اعتقد تحريمه وشربه من باب الشهوة النفسانية فقد فعل كبيرة من كبائر الذنوب and whoever drinks alcohol knowing it's haram but from the desires of the soul they want to drink that alcohol then they've committed a major sin and the person is considered as a fasiq the one who drinks the alcohol his iman is deficient and if it is established that a person is drinking this alcohol then there are islamic punishments in the islamic state if the islamic ruler uh, for example like in saudi arabia or other places if under the islamic law they wanted to use that punishment or it was established then it would be for example the whipping the punishment for the drinking of the alcohol is whipping so this is a severe sin and it is from the major sins the one who drinks alcohol so here in the hadith it says somebody who persists upon the drinking of alcohol will not enter paradise the second one qati'ur rahim the one who cuts off the ties of kinship to his family cuts off the ties the relations to his family and he has no contact with them he doesn't speak with them he disappears from them and he breaks them off and he doesn't want to have nothing to do with them this is again something impermissible um, from the family members from your parents your brothers your sisters your children your aunties your uncles etc it is not permissible to cut the ties from them rather a person must keep the ties of kinship so the closest of those of course are the parents then the children then the brothers and then the uh, nephews and nieces and the aunties and uncles all of these are from the relations that are close to a person and that he should keep the good ties of kinship with them so this hadith says the one who breaks the ties of kinship with those people breaks the ties with them has nothing to do with them doesn't want to talk to them breaks them off and leaves them and abandons them this is not something uh, correct or permissible and again this hadith mentions the one who does that will not enter paradise the third one which is the point here in this chapter musaddiqun bisihr a person who believes in magic fa in qulta al hadith fi musaddiqun sihr al bab fi bab at tanjib if somebody said but how is that hadith connected to this chapter this chapter was specifically about astrology and here the hadith is just saying generally whoever believes in magic because like the hadith said previously man iqtabasa shu'batan min an-nujum faqad iqtabasa shu'batan min as-sihr zada ma zad whoever learns the astrology then he's ended up learning a portion of magic because this type of astrology and the stars is a type of magic so hence the hadith it makes sense in this chapter that the one who believes in that magic believes in this astrology believes in those star signs and all these types of things then this person has committed a great evil act a great sin and again this hadith says the one who involves himself in that and engages in that will not enter paradise so these are severe warnings against the issues of magic and this one particular type as mentioned in this chapter the astrology the star signs and those types of things it is impermissible to read those star signs to get involved in that to delve into and research into the movements of the stars and physics and everything and they work out theories and estimates of how things work in the universe and what they do and how they impact then it is not permissible to engage in those types of things and that is what this chapter is highlighting that is the end of that chapter the next chapter is bab ma jaa fil istisqa bil anwa 
this chapter is similar to the previous chapter we've just spoken about. It is a chapter that discusses the stars and how a person or using these stars to believe that there is going to be, for example, rainfall through these stars, seeking rainfall through the stars. That type of belief is incorrect. Al-istisqabil anwa, meaning seeking rainfall through the stars. So this chapter is really very similar to the previous chapter. It's a section of the previous chapter about the stars. The first chapter was general about stars and not having the incorrect beliefs about stars having impact upon the earth. This particular chapter is specific to one particular issue. And that is to seek the rainfall through the stars. So when he says at the beginning the chapter, or that which has been mentioned about this topic, meaning the severe threat which has been mentioned for the one who engages in this type of belief or has this type of belief, uh, saying that the stars have an impact on things or they create things or that the stars are the ones that can bring you the rainfall, then this is again a type of false belief. Uh, and these beliefs, they existed amongst the people. These beliefs similarly used to exist amongst the people. They used to exist amongst the uh, people in the times of Jahiliyyah that they used to believe the stars are the ones who have the impact upon the rainfall. The stars are the ones that bring the rainfall. And again, that is clearly an incorrect belief. Uh, it's mentioned in the Quran, the ayah, وَتَجْعَلُونَ رِزْقَكُمْ أَنَّكُمْ تُكَذِّبُونَ That you make your rizq, meaning the rain that comes to you. أَنَّكُمْ تُكَذِّبُونَ You deny it, meaning you deny that this rainfall it came from Allah. And instead, you attribute this rainfall to the stars and to your astrology. The Arabs used to believe in Jahiliyyah that the rain falls when particular stars appear. When particular stars arise and appear, they used to believe the rainfall comes down as a consequence of them. وَبَعَضُمْ يَقُولْ الْمَطَرْ يَحْصُلُ بِسَبَبِ غُرُوبِ النَّجْمِ الَّذِي يَغْرَبُ فِي الْفَجْرِ Some of them used to say that when a star disappears, it goes faint and you can't see it anymore, that is what brings the rainfall. So they used to have these types of beliefs which are incorrect. الْمُهِمْ أَنَّهُمْ يُضِيفُونَ نُزُولَ الْمَطَرْ إِلَى طُلُوعِ النَّجْمِ أَغْرُوبِهِ So they used to attribute the rainfall to the stars, appearance of a star, disappearance of a star. They used to attribute the rainfall to them. يَظُنُّونَ أَنَّ غُرُوبَ النَّجْمِ أَوْ طُلُوعِ النَّجْمِ فِي الْفَجْرِ هُوَ الَّذِي يُسَبِّبُ نُزُولَ الْمَطَرِ They used to believe that the appearance of a star or the setting of a star, that is what makes the rain come. And so they used to say, مُطِرْنَ بِالنَّوْءِ كَذَا وَكَذَا That we've been given this rain due to such and such a star, such and such a star. This is what they used to believe. مُطِرْنَ بِالنَّوْءِ الثُّرِيَا بِالنَّوْءِ الْقَلْبِ بِالنَّوْءِ الْعُبَّا بِالنَّوْءِ الْغَفَرِ بِالنَّوْءِ الْزُبَانَ 
This is what the Arabs used to say in Jahiliya that we've been given the rainfall due to uh, such and such uh, a star or such and such a particular star. They used to believe that this is where the rainfall comes. So in this opening ayah where it says, وَتَجْعَلُونَ رِزْقَكُمْ أَنَّكُمْ تُكَذِّبُونَ That when this rizq of yours, the rizq of the rainfall comes, then you deny that. Deny it how? By claiming that this rainfall has come as a consequence of these stars instead of attributing that to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is a lie. لِأَنَّ الَّذِي يُنزِلُ الْمَطَرُ هُوَ اللَّهِ Because the one who sends you the rain is Allah. وَلَيْسَ طُلُعُ النَّجَمَ غُرُوبَةِ It is not the rising of a star or the setting of a star. فَيَكَذِّبُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ So they lie upon Allah. يَكْذِبُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ وَيَنْكَرُونَ نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ وَيَجْحَدُونَهَا They deny the blessing of Allah and they reject it. وَكَانَ الْوَاجِبْ عَلَيْهِمْ أَنْ يَشْكُرُوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ What was obligatory upon them was to thank Allah for this blessing of the rain. لَكِنَّهُمْ أَضَافُوهَا إِلَىٰ غَيْرِهِ But instead they attributed the rainfall to other than Allah. And they began to say that we've got the rainfall because of such and such a star, such and such a star. And so this statement of theirs was rejected in this ayah in the Qur'an. And this is from the most severe types of uh, denial and lie. To say that the rain has come from other than Allah, from this star or from that star. And that's how Allah mentioned in the Qur'an, فَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِمَّنْ كَذَبَ عَلَى اللَّهِ Who is more oppressive than the one who lies upon Allah? وَكَذَّبَ بِالصِّدْقِ إِذْ جَاءَهِ And he denies that truth when it comes to him. أَلَيْسَ فِي جَهَنَّمَ مَثْوًا لِلْكَافِرِينَ That indeed the, the hellfire is the abode for the kuffar. فَالَّذِي يَكْذِبْ عَلَى اللَّهِ So the one who lies upon Allah, and he attributes the blessings of Allah to other than Allah, and he attributes, for example, the rain to other than Allah, then he has lied upon Allah and he has rejected this blessing, and that is kufr. To reject that blessing and to attribute it to others besides Allah, and say that it is the rainfall that is bringing it, then this is not permissible. And as we will come to see later on in a chapter, a man came to the Prophet ﷺ and said to him, Ma sha Allahu wa shi'ta, whatever Allah wills and you will. So the Prophet ﷺ said to him, أَجَعَلْتَنِي نِدًّا لِلَّهِ Have you made me partners with Allah? Saying whatever Allah wills and what you will. Rather say, مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ وَحْدَهِ Say whatever Allah wills alone. Or, مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ ثُمَّ مَا شِئْتَ Whatever Allah wills, then whatever you want to do. But don't say whatever Allah wills and you will, as if you are willing that alongside Allah. So this is all to highlight that the blessings must be attributed to Allah and it is impermissible to attribute these blessings to others besides Allah. And there will be a full chapter which comes on that topic. On the topic of blessings, and how those blessings must be attributed to Allah, and that attributing them to other than Allah is a rejection or a denial or a lack of gratitude to those blessings. So that uh, is what we'll cover later on inshaAllah ta'ala. We'll conclude upon that point today and we'll finish the remainder of this uh, chapter regarding the stars from next time, which will be now in, not the next two weeks, the third week after that. So that will be approximately um, 17th of May. Next two weeks is off. Next two weeks is going to be off, and then we're going to resume and carry on on May the 17th, inshallah. And the texts and the Twitter and everything will go out on that week when we carry on. 
on May the 17th, inshallah. So next two Sundays are off, Sunday the 3rd and Sunday the 10th. But Sunday the 17th will carry on, inshallah ta'ala. Wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.